Bible trails The Son of God, He is near He chose to walk with us These tribal trails Tribal trails tribal Hello and welcome to Tribal Trails. We're always glad that you tuned in, but especially today, because on this program, we're going to travel around a bit and meet some different guests. We'll start off in Big Valley, Alberta, a town known for its Métis culture and historical displays. David Lilly, who is a Métis pastor and a resident of Big Valley, will give us a brief historical tour. Then he'll use that as an illustration to teach a spiritual lesson about sin and its effects. Let's join David. This is Pastor David Lilly, once again, uh, coming to you with a Bible lesson from Big Valley, Alberta. I'm standing in front of a uh, vintage model jail dating back to 1914. And although I'm not sure about the history of this particular uh, jail, but it's modeled after ones that would, would have been used in small prairie towns like Big Valley. And uh, unfortunately, some of my ancestors would have spent time and would not, it would, uh, they wouldn't have been strangers to this type of accommodation for various reasons. So I've chosen this location today to bring you another lesson from God's Word, and today we're going to be looking at the devil's snares, or the devil's traps. I've moved around from the front of the jail to the side. You may have thought I've been released on good behavior, but uh, I'm still doing this Bible lesson standing in front of the local jail at Big Valley, Alberta. Today I want to talk to you for a few minutes from, uh, from God's Word about the devil's traps. I have an example of one of the traps that uh, my father and my grandfather used to use back in the bush in Turtle Mountain, Manitoba. And uh, this particular trap was uh, used to ensnare smaller animals, uh, foxes, minks, uh, smaller animals. And uh, this was, was used and uh, used by my, my dad and uh, my earliest memories of him are, are uh, going out on his trap line and uh, bringing back uh, various animals. And, uh, and then I remember the amount of work that he put in in uh, preparing those hides to, to take and, and to sell to the Hudson Bay Company. And uh, I remember his disappointment because the prices weren't always the best. But this is an example of uh, some of the traps that were used by the Métis people that was an important part of their culture. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. The devil uses many different traps to ensnare us. 
He may use alcohol, drugs, pornography, gambling, and a host of other harmful activities that can quickly become habits. The Bible says that if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. John chapter 8 verse 36. You see, it all starts with firsts. The first drink, the first cigarette, the first lottery ticket. All these things can get out of control. But the good news is, God has come to set us free by His power. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. In my own life, there was a time when I had to ask God's help in being set free from a harmful, addictive behavior. It started innocent enough. I was a new Christian, and I was invited to a youth group activity in our church years ago. And uh, it was hosted by a, a youth group leader uh, whose family were quite wealthy. They had qu done quite well in business and in trade in the city. And they had all the material comforts to, uh, to support their higher standard of living. And I remember as the youth were being led to the recreation area where we would have our Bible study and uh, fellowship that evening, we passed through a, a hall. And at the end of that hall were uh, various games of chance. I remember seeing pool tables and uh, shuffle boards. But in the midst of these uh, games, were uh, what I identified as one-armed bandits. If you've seen uh, documentaries or films about uh, people who have gone to Las Vegas, you know that many of the hotels uh, have these uh, video lottery uh, terminals, and uh, they're there, and they're, um, they're filled with bright lights and uh, flashy uh, numbers, uh, there's plenty to get your attention. And I remember seeing uh, these machines and I had always wanted to try one. So I reached into my pocket and I pulled out a, a coin and I made my first mistake. I placed that coin carefully into the slot machine and I pulled the one-armed bandit and uh, unfortunately, I, I actually won. It wasn't a large uh, amount of money. It wasn't a fortune. I think it was about $20 in coins. But you know, that one experience, that, that, that first of, of uh, trying something that, that seemed to be fun and harmless was the beginning of, of ruin for me because it quickly escalated from there.
to buying lottery tickets and uh, wasting my way my money on uh, games of chance. I never made my fortune playing those games. And later on, as I began to mature and grow in my faith as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I had to ask God's help for deliverance. So that even today, when I'm offered a lottery ticket, I will simply refuse it and say, um, no, thank you. And that's all there is to it. Therefore, if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed, is the message of today's lesson. Some of you today that are watching this program are caught in the web of addiction. You're ensnared by something that seemed harmless at one time, and now it's got a hold of you. And that's the way it is. Many of these animals that were caught in these snares did so by just being curious. Oh, what's that lying in the grass? Something shiny. Something new. Something, something different. Something attractive. And before it's too late, they were caught up in the snare. The devil is that way. He's a powerful and deadly enemy. And we should never take this for granted. That his desire is to trap us, to ensnare us, to make us slaves for evil. But the good news is today, no matter what your experience is, no matter what level of addiction, whether you have passed and gone from being someone that tries something for the first time to somebody that's caught in the, the full wave of addiction, you can be set free today. Long time I've traveled on a long lonely road. My heart is so heavy and sin I sank low. And I heard about Jesus, what a glorious hour. Well, I'm so glad that I found out He'd bring me out with His saving power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Washed in the blood of Jesus and born again Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved By His wonderful grace But I'm so glad that I found out He'd bring me out And show me the way Like a bird out of prison That's taken its flight like the blind man that God gave back his sight Like the poor wretched beggar that found fortune and fame Well I'm so glad that I found that he'd bring me out Through faith in his name Thank God I am free, free, free From this world of sin Washed in the blood of Jesus and born again 
Can you relate to what David said about sin? Have you been trapped in some sin or addiction? Do you feel like you've been imprisoned by it? David will come back to wrap up his lesson, but we'll head over to Sudbury, Ontario for now to meet with Pat and Sylvia Edwards. Pat did become trapped by addiction and was both spiritually and literally imprisoned because of it. His wife, Sylvia, will explain a very important point that one person's addiction affects the entire family. Pat is going to share the good part of the story about how Jesus set him free. I think I was too, uh, too deep into my, uh, my gambling. It was very strong. and At the casinos? Yeah, casinos and even house, uh, house gambling. and. Oh. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that's all I, that's it all I It became knew. a part of your life, yeah, everyday was, life. Yeah. It was, uh, it was something that, that was, uh, I don't know, I would say good at it, but I, I yeah. understand every, every rule. And uh, 2011, that's when I, uh, like I hit rock bottom, like I was, uh, I was in so deep into everything and eventually uh, just controlling your life yeah it was like loss and was the, the drugs and not the alcohol and, oh. and and the gambling and and the, and the job i had a i was working at a, at a mine too and i was and, and i lost my job and and i had mostly all my jobs that i that i had i tried to work and didn't work out one year I hit, I hit a rock bottom and, and I was incarcerated. I was noticing the kids, like our kids, um, like our son, I remember him, he could barely pronounce words really. And when one night he runs to the door and his dad is leaving and it's, I just get home from work and the kids are home for maybe just a few minutes or a half hour or whatever. And he's running to go get a, a seat at the table to gamble at the house, wherever he was gambling at that night. And they were hurt and, and I seen it every day. And my son runs to the door and he tells his dad, why are you weaving? Why do you always weave? Like he couldn't even pronounce his L's, you know? And I wanted to cry and I wanted to be upset. And it was hard like to feel like I, I felt as though they were feeling rejection. Yeah. But they didn't understand addiction. Like my son yes. was probably four years old. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then Grace was a, a, a three years older than that. So she was able to comprehend a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. And then there was Ava and I, I started to realize the time, you know, like I would plead with him and, and talk to him, but it, it wouldn't do any good. And so I just have to pray and, and keep serving the Lord and, and focus on the kids, what they needed. Because, you know, they, their dad wasn't there, but I had to be there. And I, I would take that time and distract them from the loneliness of their dad stepping out of the house, you know, every night. I've always felt so poor, like we were so restricted financially because of the life we had, I had to live, you know. Um, I declared bankruptcy years ago and, and it was because of the gambling and it was really hard and I did feel like uh, 
you know, moments of, of defeat and, and being so heartbroken and like, what am I doing? Like, how are we going to make it, Lord? And the Lord always made a way. He provided in every circumstance. And um, when my husband was in, was in jail, uh, the Lord was there even more than ever. Like I could literally feel prayer, you know, people were praying for us. Took me nine months to get acquitted and... Oh, okay, okay. Then, uh, but, I, but during the time that I was there, and, and I, well, I accepted the Lord in jail and for, for the whole nine months, I was uh, like reading the Bible and studying and all that and... And away from gambling, so and that, away was, from gambling. that was good in a way. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was days in the, in jail where I had to uh, had to say, "Lord, forgive me." About a hundred times, uh, my mind was just going crazy, and then one day I just realized, uh, I asked the Lord, "Did I sin today?" I said, "I don't think I sinned today." It was just like a few months later, and <laughs> but there are some like. Uh, so eventually I had some like a uh, fellow uh, like inmates that, are, that asked me to pray for them and pray for my family and, and they they saw a change in me too like uh, they you don't belong here he says, and and when he came home he was different um, <clears throat> he got up very very early it was a Saturday morning, we had come home and he didn't sleep in. He was up at seven. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this man doing? And he says, I, I guess he was enjoying the freedom, you know? And he had read the Bible three times through. And I kept asking God, like, when are you gonna get him out of that jail? When are you gonna get him released? You know it's wrong. Like, and God did show it was wrong. He was acquitted. He has no criminal record, Thanks you know? And um, it's just amazing how he, he rescues us out of the most impossible looking circumstances he can make miracles happen and he came back changed you know pat there's a lot of people out there that experience go through the same thing as you do you did i should say with the gambling and uh, and they have that addiction you know and they can't shake it and it becomes a part of their life and they become entrapped would you be able to speak to them camera to people to give them some help and let them know that God is able to help them through yeah. that. Okay. I guess my way was uh, was a big step for me was accepting the Lord and and ask God to help me in my addiction and my, my gambling. I don't think uh, I tried uh, a treatment center. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, it's it's uh you need uh you need Jesus in your heart to to come over these uh this uh this addiction that I had was was gambling and you have to stay away from people that that do do it and you cannot uh, I didn't you have to stop going to your a lot of my family gamble. And uh, I had to, I couldn't hang around with my family and, until I was strong enough. And these were like my first cousins and these were like, like even my, my brother Gamal, I couldn't, 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 stay, I couldn't hang, couldn't hang out with them. And, and uh, that's all they did too. And uh, so 
you just have to find a find a different a different way uh, of living and like uh, what I did was I, I went to school and and I I took a, I found a there, there there's opportunity opportunities out there for you to to make money and and it's either you can you work or or let your or do a business and then and I just thank God that that he gave me that uh, the ability to start a business and uh, and I'm just uh, thankful that uh, that I'm changing and without God and without the support like uh, your wife or your 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 mom or your dad or let them know that you you want to change and so they can help you out along the way too but most of all it's uh pray at night and the, the, the god will will help you out throughout the day and to keep you away from those places and uh, i just want to encourage you uh, in that way. Praise God that we can have a relationship with Jesus and be set free because of it. Jesus set Pat free from his addiction and the whole family was blessed. However, note Pat's word of caution. You need to continue walking with the one who set you free or you could fall back into the devil's snare again. If you would like to know more about a relationship with Jesus or freedom from sin and addiction, please contact us. We have information and resources that can help, like this booklet called Out of the Devil's Snare. Ask for your free copy. Before our last song, we're going to look at the Bible story in the Gospel of John and then have David come back and give us his closing thoughts. God bless. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman who had been caught committing adultery, and they made her stand before them all. Teacher! This woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In our law, Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? They said this to trap Jesus so that they could accuse him. But he bent over and wrote on the ground with his finger. As they stood there asking him questions, he straightened up. Whichever one of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they all left, one by one, the older ones first.
Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there. He straightened up. Where are they? Is there no one left to condemn you? No one, sir. Well then, I do not condemn you either. Go. But do not sin again. Two thousand years ago, Jesus Christ said to a woman who was caught in a, a web of addiction, of lust, and fulfilling men's desires physically. But before too long, she was caught up. She was trapped. And yet Jesus said to her 2,000 years ago, as the crowds gathered around her to throw rocks, he said, Women, woman, where are your condemners? And she looked around and she looked into the face of Jesus. She must have prepared herself as the Lord reached down into the dirt and began to write something. She may have expected him to pull up a, the first stone and throw it. But instead he said these Powerful words. There's no one here to condemn you, woman. Your sins are forgiven. But he also added this, Go and sin no more. Friends, you can be forgiven. You can be set free from the devil's traps. But heed the words of Jesus as he said to that woman, Go and sin no more. Therefore, who the Son sets free, he or she shall be free indeed. May God bless this lesson in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. They say forgiveness is the fragrance of the violet That lingers on the shoe that crushed its bloom into the ground Precious few possess the strength to give in Lord, I'm so glad that you were looking down To give me sweet forgiveness A gift that's always stronger than the sea said you're only human oh, to hear that from you lord to me is so divine i'm thankful for the love that i'm not losing the mercy that you've shown this heart of mine to give me sweet forgiveness a gift 
that's always stronger than the sea. Sweet forgiveness, a second chance to walk with you again. Always stronger than the sea. Sweet.